Who hath believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? Let us read that one more time. Who hath believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? Let's pray tonight. God, we come before you. We thank you for the word that you gave Brother TJ tonight. And God, I thank you for your word and its anointing. And Lord, I ask that your word go forth in that anointing and break and destroy yokes. In Jesus' name we pray. And the church says, Amen. Amen. Whom hath believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? Whom and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? What that verse is saying, when you begin to break it down quickly, um, and that word arm, to whom the arm of the Lord has been revealed. In the Hebrew, it can mean many different things, but one of the things it means is power, Brother Dan. It means power. So to whom is the power of the Lord revealed is what that scripture is saying. But I believe that as you read this single verse, there are two questions in this single verse, and I believe these questions are being asked of heaven today. Because you have to know this, that the prophet Isaiah speaking in this chapter is, as, as pastor would preach and tell you and, and amen me and back me up on this, that Scripture is, the Bible tells us in Scripture that Scripture is divinely written by the leading of the Holy Spirit. And that Isaiah, the man of God, the prophet of God, is writing this portion of Scripture under the unction of the Holy Spirit. And I believe he's asking these two questions on behalf of heaven. Hear me tonight. So imagine the Lord himself or heaven itself asking you this today. Whose report will you believe, and to whom is the power of the Lord revealed? Think of that in your mind as heaven asking you this question. Whose report will you believe? We'll start there first. Because you may be asking yourself quickly tonight, what do you mean by report? And again, I I want to emphasize this fact that Isaiah is writing this under the unction of the Holy Spirit on behalf of uh, of heaven, and he's writing this to us and, and 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 to us even today, even though it was written thousands of years ago. He's he's writing this even to us today, and you may be asking yourself, what are you talking about this report? Does heaven have a report? Does heaven have a decree? Does heaven have something to say about life in general, about the saints of God, about the people of God? I want you to know that heaven does have a report. Heaven does have something to say, not just to the believer, but to even us as individuals, not just collectively, but I believe through Scripture that the Lord tells us that there is a report, there is a decree that the very throne room of God has for your life. Okay, you following with me? 
And I, I want you to, to hear me tonight uh, that when you think of reports, some of you think of school projects or this and that, but I think of something that is detailed-oriented, something that, that will give us evidence, that collects evidence and give us the results of those evidence. It's, it's something, as you will, uh, like a medical chart that will perform all these tests and look into the deepest parts of you and, and see what uh, is going on in your life. Uh, if you will, I, I believe the best word uh, that I can think of to describe this is uh, it's like a diagnosis for your life. It's like a diagnosis, this report that heaven has. It's, it has, what, what it is, is a diagnosis for your spiritual life, what, what God has planned for your life. Okay, you follow me tonight, and that's what I'm going to preach on real quick, is just the diagnosis. So if heaven has a report, let me ask you this, do you believe that hell has a report? Do you believe that hell has a decree for you and your family, for you and your life, for you and your purpose? I, I come to tell you tonight that if heaven has a report, uh, as Brother TJ spoke quickly about, uh, that, 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 that the enemy gives us a counterfeit, you better believe if heaven has something uh, that Satan will have a counterfeit of the same thing. So I believe that it even tells us scripturally, even in Acts, in the book of Acts, in Acts chapter 12, that when Peter was delivered out of prison, that he was delivered out of the expectations of the enemy. That's how the King James puts it. So I want you to know this, that if heaven has a report, has a decree, has a diagnosis for your life, then hell has a plan, has a decree, and has a diagnosis for your life. So you say, why are you? using this word uh, diagnosis is because what a diagnosis is, uh, it's the art or the act of identifying an illness uh, or identifying something going on in your life uh, from the signs or symptoms of your life. The enemy would love for us to respond to situations uh, inaccurately. Uh, he would love for us to respond counter to the Word of God. And I, I want you to know that our life, uh, whether you admit it tonight, Brother TJ was talking about a light. Uh, what that is is a symptom. It is a side effect of what is going on inside of our lives. You following with me? Any, someone say amen, shake your head, yes, something. So, so hear me tonight. What, what I'm trying to get you to understand is that heaven has a report, hell has a report, uh, that if you're living a godly life, uh, there are symptoms that you are godly, that you are pursuing Christ, uh, that you are pursuing righteousness. Uh, and if you're living an ungodly life, then there are symptoms that you are living and serving a life uh, separated from God. So I'm, I'm just trying to, to get you to see that there's this battle, there's this struggle, going on within our flesh uh, for both sides. Uh, but what we have in this culture uh, is we, scholars call it that we live, uh, Brother Justin, in the information age. Uh, that we can look up anything from anywhere on any device. Uh, that we can find out anything uh, with just a little tap of our finger. That, that, that information is at our fingertips anytime we want it and anywhere we want it uh, in any way, shape, or form. Uh, that we can have it. And what we find in this culture 
that is consumed with technology uh, is that our children and that even us, uh, we find ourselves uh, looking constantly, looking for a diagnosis for our life. Uh, As Brother TJ was talking about, we we need to become and be who God has called us to be uh, and who we were meant to be. Uh, I want you to know that we hear that all the time, uh, but how true that it is. uh, Because what you don't realize, uh, and what I'm trying to tell you tonight... uh, that heaven has a report, uh, has a diagnosis for your life, uh, but hell has a report uh, and has a plan uh, to spoil what heaven has for you. Uh, so understand this tonight. Uh, under Understand what I'm trying to tell you uh, is that we live in an age where everybody's trying to find uh, who they are. Everybody's trying to find uh, what they have, what's going on with them. Uh, I, I, I know that the Bible tells us uh, again and again uh, We read in Mark chapter 5, the woman with the issue of blood. We don't know her name. She was just given a diagnosis. We find that in that same chapter, in the beginning of that chapter, in Mark chapter 5, there was the demoniac from Gadara. Guess what? We don't know his name. We are just given his diagnosis. We find that there's a man in Mark chapter 10 that is Bartimaeus, but but it does not just call him Bartimaeus. Uh, Brother Elijah, it calls him blind Bartimaeus. Again, uh, he has a diagnosis. Uh, we live in a culture where we try to diagnose everything. Uh, that, oh, well, I'm, I'm kind of sad, so I must be depressed. Uh, oh, well, I'm kind of fearful, uh, so I must have anxiety. Uh, and what we find is when I have a headache, uh, you look it up on your phone and you find out that you have brain cancer. It's just crazy. We're trying to diagnose ourselves. It's like everybody has to have a title. Everybody has to say, oh, here I am. Look at me. Give me pity. Give me sorrow. Give me sympathy. We live in a world where people say, oh, I'm trans, so show me attention. I'm homosexual. Show me attention. I deal with depression. Show me attention. And what we we don't even realize is that we are believing a report but it is not the report of heaven. It is the report that the enemy has and the plan that the enemy has for your life. What we're not even realizing is we're getting rid of faith and we're accepting comfort and we're accepting the norm. What we don't realize is that we have chosen to live this way, to operate in depression, to live in anxiety, to live stressed and overwhelmed, to live in sickness. I want you to know that that is not heaven's report for your life. I love what the old timers used to sing. They used to say this, whose report do you believe? And the choir would say, we shall believe the report of the Lord. I want you to hear me tonight because we listen so often, hours and countless hours of the day. This this, this little device I have, this iPhone, what it tells me, Marie, it tells me every Sunday morning what average of the day or my average of each day of time I spent on this thing. And I want you to know that it's alarming because what I see is, man, I spent an hour, an average of three hours a day on that thing or, 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 or three and a half hours a day on that thing. But we live in a culture where studies show that your children spent almost eight hours. That's a 
work day on their phone and what diagnose are they taking in? What symptoms are they showing? What, 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 what is going on in their lives? Whose report are they believing? I want you to know that two hours on a Sunday morning and an hour and a half on a Wednesday night is not enough to counteract or give an antidote to what this world is giving them. So we have to make a choice of whose report we are going to believe and whose report we're going to foster in our lives and in our homes. So hear me tonight. Everybody's looking. Everybody's searching. And I, I tell you, I, I, I don't know what it is. And I listen, I don't want you to think that I'm, I'm criticizing. I believe that I believe in doctors. I believe that, that there's things that we need help with. I understand. I, I'm not, I don't, don't get me wrong. But I feel like in conversation over the last few years that, that every time that, that I'm talking with people, it, 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 even myself, it, I find myself, well, well, you know, they were diagnosed with this. or Well, you know, they struggle with this. And they struggle with that. Listen, I understand we have struggles. I'm not trying to make light of our struggles. Uh, but what I'm trying to do is we need to, to start giving the, stop giving the devil credit for what he is trying to do in our lives. Uh, everybody I talk to, it seems like, uh, well, I, I, I was diagnosed with this and uh, I'm dealing with this and, and, and this is going on and that's going on. And, and listen, I want you to know this first and foremost. Uh, we all have stuff going on. Uh, we all have situations. But what I'm here to tell you tonight is we have a decision to make. Are we going to be who God has called us to be? Are we going to stay where we're at and just wither away and disappear? Everybody's looking for a name. Everybody's looking for something they can put next to their name. Oh, well. And, and really, it's almost like I, I'm not saying this is what it is, but it almost seems like we're looking for an excuse. I've done it. It's almost like we're looking for an excuse to say, well, because of this, I didn't do this. Well, because of that, I didn't do that. But the Lord began to deal with me and He said, listen, As Brother T.J. was talking about focus, the Bible says, Magnify the Lord with me, let us exalt His name together. What we magnify is, becomes bigger in our life. So whatever becomes bigger in our life is what we put our focus towards. And when we put our focus towards it, it improves us. If you want to put it towards sports, you'll get better at sports. You want to put it towards work, you'll get better at work, as Brother T.J. was saying. But if you put it towards the spiritual things, then you'll see that, that there's a report that begins to get downloaded in your life uh, and your symptoms change. Hear me tonight. I've told you what a diagnosis is by definition. It's the art of identifying What's going on in your life through symptoms. So what's symptoms? Symptoms. I love this definition. It's something that indicates the existence of something else. Symptoms is something that, in, that, 
that, that, that, that identifies and that helps us indicate and direct our attention towards the existence of something else. They do it in the medical field. They, that's how they find cancer in the body. It's through symptoms and through tests and they identify that there's something in your body that should not be present in your body. But I want you to know that spiritually, we need to begin to do the same thing and say, what, what, what are the indicators of my life? Which way are they pointing? So I'm just going to leave you with this because this is where it gets good. So when life gets stressful, what happens is our symptoms begin to show. When life gets busy, our symptoms begin to show. When life gets hard, our symptoms begin to show. You say our symptoms, yeah, our symptoms that point to our diagnosis or our report. Which way are we going to go? Are we going to go towards the things of God? Or are we going to go towards the things of our flesh and the things of hell? Hear me tonight. So when things get hard, when things get tough, when things get stressful, uh, what, what, what does your symptoms indicate? Uh, because I'll tell you, when life gets stressful, uh, when life gets hard, uh, for those that live outside of the faith, uh, and unfortunately those that even proclaim to be in the faith, uh, is do you get worried? Do you get anxious? Uh, do, you, do you feel an absence, uh, absence of peace? Uh, or, or do you feel uh, like you're never going to get out? Is your, is your reaction uh, to be negative? Is your reaction uh, to go to, 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 too far to, to, towards the, the things that you feel? Uh, or are they emotional? Or are they God-given? Uh, I want you to under, understand that in this world uh, that people react to situations uh, oftentimes in a negative manner, difficult situations uh, in a negative manner. Uh, and what that tells me is the symptoms of your life uh, begin to tell me and begin to indicate uh, to the spirit that lives inside of me uh, that maybe I'm not operating under the right report. But here's where it gets good. Because if we're people of God that desire to be who God's called us to be and we want to be under his report, uh, then when life gets hard, our symptoms are peace. Our symptoms are hope. Our symptoms are confidence. Our symptoms are that we know that God can heal, that God can move. And we understand that even at times uh, when we pray for God to move and we ask God to move and he doesn't, we still have this peace uh, knowing that he's offered us uh, heaven, uh, that he's offered us salvation. Uh, our response, our symptoms should be love. Uh, our symptoms should be grace. Uh, our symptoms should be mercy. Uh, our symptoms should be to love one another, uh, to be there for one another. Uh, so what I want to tell you tonight uh, is yes, hell has has a, a diagnosis uh, or a report for your life, uh, but heaven's diagnosis, uh, you are given symptoms uh, because of the God that you serve. Uh, because here's the deal, uh, symptoms and diagnoses have names, uh, but here's what the Bible says, that at the name of Jesus, uh, every knee shall bow uh, and every tongue will confess uh, that he is Lord. Uh, so when the doctors uh, or when life uh, or when the internet or 
Social media wants to say, oh, you're depressed. That's when you say, no, I have peace because my Father gives me peace. I have joy because in His presence there's fullness of joy. And the joy of the Lord will be my strength. Church, what we have to begin to do is realize that these things that we're dealing with in the natural or even in the spiritual, they must bow at the name of Jesus. They must go at the name of Jesus. Our symptoms are that that which is given by our Father because He is holy. I am holy because He was worthy. His blood has made me worthy because He was righteous. I can be made righteous because He was perfect and spotless. I'm given a seat in heaven because He paid the price. I can experience freedom. Hear me tonight. What if our symptoms were deliverance? What if our symptoms were laying hands on the sick and seeing them recover? What if our symptoms were being who God has called us to be? Just stand with me tonight. Who's going to believe this report? They'll come to the music tonight. Who's going to believe this report? Because heaven's asking in this this one verse, asking this question, whose report are you going to believe? That's the first question. We spent all this time talking about that first question. Whose report are you going to believe? What symptoms, what diagnosis do you have? Is it man-made? Is it man-given? Or is it God-given? But now it's time to answer the second question. To whom has the power? Remember that word arm means power. Who has the power of the Lord been revealed? To whom has it been revealed to? know who it's been revealed to? Us. See, what are, you, what, what are you talking about, Pastor Jay? If you're saved in this house, you've experienced the power. The power of the Lord. If you've been filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you, you have seen and experienced the power of the Lord. Hear me tonight. His power has been revealed to us. And if His power has been revealed to us, it should be reflected out of us. As Pastor said on Sunday, quoted the scripture, freely you have received, so freely give. Brother TJ was talking about being a light, letting people see Christ in us. People began to see Christ in us 
when we live under the report and the decrees of heaven. Church, I want you to know it's easy to be negative. We live in a world full of it. It's on the news, it's on your phones, it's all over the place. It's easy to be negative. But I ask you again, whose report do you believe? You know why I believe the report of the Lord? It's in the the answer of the second question. Because I've seen His power revealed in my life. You say, what does that look like? Again, I told you, salvation. Being covered by the blood of Jesus. Being filled with His Holy Spirit. Experiencing healing. Experiencing grace, mercy, and love. I want the symptoms of heaven. I don't want to be filled with anxiety. I don't want to be filled with depression. Again, hear me. I'm not making light of the struggle. I understand we struggle. But I tell you, as Paul told the churches, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers of darkness. But you know what else he told the churches? The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through who? Through God. Till the pulling down of strongholds. Hear me tonight. When the Bible says that we're overcomers by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of uh, of your testimony, that's you. It's not someone else. That's us. We're overcomers by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. When the Bible says we're more than conquerors, that's us. We're more than conquerors. When the Bible says, if God before us, who can be against us? That's us. That applies to our life. That's our report. That's what heaven says for us. When, when, when scripture says that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world, that's for us. When he says in this same chapter that we read in tonight in Isaiah 53, that by his stripes, with his stripes, we are healed. That's for us. That's his report. And I'll tell you something, I've already said it, and I'm ending with this. Ending with this in a story. The joy of the Lord is our strength. We've got to rediscover that. We've got to rediscover that joy in worship. That joy it is to come and to pray. I tell you, Brother Justin, it's it's not easy all the time, but there are times that I can't wait to get to prayer. I'm not saying it happens all the time because my life ain't daisies and roses and it it ain't always easy, but there are times that I long to be with the Lord. And I want that to be the normal for my life. Bible tells us this, and I'm, 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 I promise I'm done. 
that there's life and death in the power of the tongue. And this is how powerful it is. There was a young lady, a young mother, that was never supposed to have children. God granted her children. But as those children began to grow of age, Brother, Brother Chris, what began to happen is there was she, she, this mother noticed that something was different about her children. That something was different. It, it, they didn't function as normal children. And when they got into schooling years, she made the decision to homeschool them because she saw that there was difficulty with them learning. She would take them to specialists. She would take them to doctors. She would take them to educators. And she would take them from place to place and person to person. And every place they took, that she took her children, they would say, more or less, that your, your children are so disabled and learning impaired that they will be lucky to function in society. Remember, life and death is in the power of your tongue. What that's saying is life and death is in whose report you declare. And this mother was so, so concerned. But as her children grew and grew and grew, she never told her children why they had to go to all these educators, why they had to go to all these doctors. She never told them. Until they were in high school. She sat her children down and she said, you want to know why I had to take you from place to place? And she began to tell them the story. And she said, I never spoke it over your life. That was my mother. And they would tell her, your, your, sons, your sons are learning impaired. They're almost to the point of handicap. Some of you are looking at me like, yeah, that's debatable, Jaden. I'm just telling you the truth. They told her, your sons will, if they can read past a second grade reading level, it would be a miracle. Their eyes are so bad, they they dyslexia had, was, was in my brother so bad. My eyes don't, to this day, they don't flow naturally. I skip words, all these things would, would happen, but she never would speak it. She never would say it because she refused to believe the report of the enemy. And when men could not help her, she turned to the God that gave her the children that she wasn't even supposed to have. So hear me today. It matters what report you believe, parents. It matters, young people, what report you believe. Because it gives you life or it gives you death. It gives you life or it gives you death.
So I'm going to call us to a place of prayer. I want you to grab the hand of the person next to you. And I want to, can I just pray for you tonight? You don't, you don't have to pray out loud, but I, I, I want to pray for you tonight. As a pastor of this house, I want to pray for you. God, I come before you tonight. And God, I, I, I want to I thank you for this church. I want to thank you for the people of this church, the people of this house. God, that they're people that love you. God, that they're people I truly believe desire to live under your report. But God, I, I can't help but the last few months I've felt such a heaviness that has tried to come in and overtake the people in, of this house and, and the families of this house. And God, right now, I just want to pray over them right now through your name, Jesus, that every demonic influence must go. Lord God, that anything that would try to hinder their relationship with you, God, that it would flee. God, that any sickness that would try to enter their body, I rebuke it and cast it down in the name of Jesus. And I speak healing. I speak deliverance, not only in bodies, but in hearts and in minds. Jesus, I speak restoration and power over their lives. Lord, I thank you for this church because this church is my family. And God, I pray over this family, Lord Jesus, blessing. I pray over them, Lord God, that they would walk in anointing, that they would walk under your report, under your diagnosis, walking in your symptoms when everybody else is going crazy, God, that they would have peace, that they would stand with confidence, that they would have the words to say, that they would pray the prayers for those that cannot pray for themselves. Lord, that they would lead those around them to you, Jesus. Because, Lord, I, I, I want this family, this church, to understand that the power of the Lord has been revealed to us. So let us, as a church, show it forth as you have shown to us. And God, I ask, Lord Jesus, that there would be a unity, that there would be a coming together of hearts and lives. And Lord God, that whatever the enemy may throw at it, the gates of hell shall not prevail against this body, against these families, against these individuals. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Give the